This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Microsoft Teams is helping a bicycle company reinvent the way that they work. We make bicycles for everyday riders. Once the pandemic hit, we started doing virtual visits. All of a sudden, we could open up our showroom to customers around the world. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash Teams. This is Chris Liss, host of the East Coast Offense Podcast, and I am joined by my co-host, Dalton Del Don of Yahoo Sports. What's going on, Dalton? Not much. Are you ready for me to throw some stuff at you? Knock yourself out. Go nuts. Okay. All right. Let's start. With, let's start out with the Matt Harvey stuff. Um, so, cousin Sal gave me some inside info on him when I was in the League of Leagues in, in, in Vegas. Um, I can't reveal the exact details, but um, let's just say he's a he likes to party. Let's just say that. Um, but seriously, what is going on with this issue? Like, what would you make a, a, of him if you owned him in your fantasy league? I have two minds. Like, on the one hand, like obviously he's totally unprofessional and. He's probably a douchebag, and he's not trying very hard to be a great player, it seems like. On the other, I don't really give a shit. Like, I just hate those breathless columns that are like, Matt Harvey needs to apologize. This is a disgrace. Like, who gives a fuck? You know what I mean? Like, if he wants to do it, throw his career away. I don't care. I hate the fucking Mets anyway. And uh, if I'm a fantasy owner, I was already kind of like, this guy's not making it back from thoracic outlet syndrome. Like, he just... He's getting shelled every time anyway. So it's not like, you know, Bumgarner, you know, with the dirt bike is way worse in a way because, like, Bumgarner's a total pro and he made, like, a mistake being a little bit too adventurous in his off field activities. But that, like, really matters. Like, Matt Harvey's, like, not mattered since his injury. Yeah, I guess that's true. I mean, his first three seasons in the league, he was, I mean, on a. Career trajectory to to be a Hall of Famer, but yeah, I mean, just twenty strikeouts, thirteen walks, and thirty five innings, definitely a disappointment on the field. But but as you as you alluded to, Newsday just came out with an article saying that he cost the Mets their a win yesterday against the Giants because I guess they had to, you know he would have been scheduled to start or something ridiculous. And you brought it up on the XM show something about Beckham, right? Oh God, I, it's not even worth giving this douchebag the publicity. But some guy in the Daily News. I can't remember his name, wrote a, a breathless column, but it wasn't about Harvey. I mean, that's bad enough because Harvey does deserve it, but it's like, who cares, right? But, like, it was about how the Giants better not let Beckham be the next Harvey. Like, he's going in that direction. <laughs> this is just like, I mean, it's just so tired, that shit. Like, is that really the take you have that, you know, Beckham is a distraction? Beckham, I mean, unlike Harvey, all Beckham has done has been a superstar for three years, and... Uh, it's just crazy. I can't. I, I just don't even. It's not even worth dignifying, actually. But it was just so no, no, such no, a dumb. As, as I said on 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 the the radio, I mean, he he Beckham would arguably be the number one overall pick uh, among non quarterbacks if you were starting a franchise right now, right? Yeah, I mean, you know, there'd be like a couple cornerbacks, maybe a left tackle, you know, a Khalil Mack type defensive end. Beckham, 
right? If you're starting a keeper league, non-QBs, yeah, he'd be one of the, on the very, very short list. Yeah. Okay. All right. All right. Enough about Matt Harvey and the New York media. Um, I, I, I love to bring up the NBA with you. I know that um, you, you don't follow it as much as I do, but uh, you know, this was the first time ever that there were two sweeps uh, by a team in each conference in the first two rounds ever, ever. Yeah. Interesting. I did not know that. And, and, and mind you, before there used to be, you know, it just be, would be five games the first round. But this right. is the first time. It was way more happened. likely there would be a sweep in a five-game series rather than a seven. Right. Yeah, it just shows like – I was talking about this with Dre a little bit on, on the XM show. The, the reality of the NBA is the regular season is the preseason and the playoffs are the regular season. And they don't want it to be that way, but it kind of is that way. Because if you're a good team, you know you're making the playoffs. And, you know, do you really care if you're a two or three or four? You don't want to be like an eight probably, but like if you have like one of the top, you know, three or four seeds, it doesn't matter that much. And so you're basically just warming up, like getting your team in order. You know, obviously you have to have the wins, but you know you're going to get to like 55 and you know those shitty teams are tanking for a lottery position. So it's just basically like preseason. And I said that to Dre and he said, you know, they've been talking about how the preseason really isn't. I was like, the preseason is not even necessary because the regular season is the preseason. He's like, yeah, they've been talking about that. But instead of, you know, saying, oh, yeah, the preseason is not necessary. Well, just, you know, even if we're going to keep 82 games, we'll spread it out for another month so they're not as close together. Dre's like, no, they're thinking of adding more games. <laughs> they want right. to make the season longer. It's not long enough yet. There's not enough weeks of playoffs. Playoffs end in The finals end in June. It's like the NBA no, I is like well, year-round. Yeah, not even announcing the MVP winner until June is also crazy, too. But um. it's just, you know, look, it's it's too much. And so like these guys, you know, the, uh, you know, we talked about this, but the, the smart teams pace themselves and the regular season is just kind of this exhibition for them. And so when the Cavs are, you know, it, it, look, think, what is what is exhibition season? It's games that don't mean anything. Right. So it's like in spring training when a team's like 20 and 10, you're not like, oh, I think they're going to win the World Series. They went 20 and 10 in spring training. And it's the exact same thing. When the Cavs like slump down the stretch and end up being a two seed, people are like, "Oh, I don't know, they're a two seed. Like they're not that good this year." No, this is exhibition. They don't care where they're seated. Yeah, they don't care at all whatsoever. Yeah, I mean the Spurs. We, we talked about Popovich last week, I believe, and they they win an overtime game in which uh, Kawhi doesn't even play. I mean, it's just right. it's crazy. Um, anyway, I'm all about the zigzag betting. I don't know if you've heard this theory, but in the playoffs, uh, even though I just mentioned two teams swept. Uh, it's just all about the home team going back and forth. So, for instance, a parlay right now with the Rockets and Wizards is even odds, and I bet on that. And I and I and I I, I think that there that's going to come through. It's zigzag. It, it's it's just the teams you know coming off losses on the road, then going back home in the playoffs in the NBA is just so much more of a sure thing than say the NHL or MLB or obviously that doesn't even matter in the NFL. So right. I, I actually think there's there's a really w- good good way to gamble, and it's the NBA playoffs. Interesting. Well, have you like back-tested that and looked at how that would have done the last well, like, five years? I've done it so far. Personally, yeah, yes, yes. It, it's not bad. It's, it's, uh, gambling is g- called gambling for a reason, but this is the one area in which that is, that is uh, the, the safest of all the sports is what I would, was what I would propose. But, I mean, have you gone over just – it doesn't take that long to do this to, with the spreadsheet in the playoffs and just said, okay, this team coming off a road loss, going home, win or loss, put a, you know, a thing in the box. This team, winner, you know, and you count them all up. 
and you're like, okay, this yeah, is, yeah, it, and you yeah. get like an actual 60% of the time or 66% of the time, this is what happens. Yeah, well, I, I don't have the numbers offhand, but I'm, I'm telling you that that's the way to go. You've been it, making a living off of it? Is that what you're been, saying? Been, yes, that's what I'm telling you. Okay. Right, right. All right. So where's your current opinion? I just got in a debate with a friend, so I'm just curious where you stand right now, LeBron versus Jordan. LeBron, but I hate Jordan because I'm a Knicks fan, and I just I just hated Jordan. I always hated that dude. I mean, I know he's a great player, perhaps the greatest, but I just I just never liked that dude. Never liked him. Right. I, I, I hated that dude because I hated the Bulls, and I hated Phil Jackson, and I just hated the way everybody like glommed onto that bandwagon and how like be like Mike was the commercial. Like, fuck you. You know what I mean? I don't want to be like you. You're a fucking douchebag. I were you know I wish I was as good at basketball as you, but he had like his tongue out of his mouth like that shit and like the whole like <laughs> Air Jordans and like the whole like it was just such a fucking bullshit image driven thing. You know it was so image. That is a hot Jordan thing. I just hated that dude. So I, you know LeBron is kind of a dork. He's kind of a dork. LeBron is a nerd. Like he like that whole decision thing was really dumb. But I think LeBron seems like a pretty good guy. So I'm I'm pro LeBron but I know that's not really your question no that that, that is a hot take that the fact that Jordan had his <laughs> tongue out of his mouth was, was I just was, like uh, what are you doing like who does that yeah yeah I uh yeah I, I actually hear you I, I think LeBron it really kind of I mean I was at game seven last year and it, most frustrating thing ever with the Warriors fan but he kind of is a good dude right doesn't he really kind of seem like it I don't know if he's like a saint or anything but I just think he's not a total douche you know and I felt like Jordan right, seemed like right. a douche to me you know it's so like I like him better, but who's better, really? So, but that like taints my, you know. I always pick LeBron because I'm like, I rather just say LeBron. But it's. But you if know, you honestly had your life d- decided on, like, you know, one player, one game, who would you take? It depends who else was on the team. I mean, if if you had like Steph Curry on the team, I'd probably take LeBron because you know you get a shooter. If I had Kevin Garnett on the team, I might take Jordan. It depends. Yeah, no, I mean, there's there's a couple arguments. One, you I know, mean, Jordan. I, would go crazy with the different defensive rules this right. you know, in this era, but at the same time, also LeBron just just plain like, like look at his size and speed. <laughs> I don't know. I, and and he plays in the East, so it's been very easy. He's going to make the seventh straight NBA Finals, which is crazy. But um, anyway, I, I think it's a pretty pretty legit argument. Those two are the quite obviously the best basketball players ever. Um, okay, um, I have another betting thing for you. I know you're really into horse racing. That's all you talk to me b- backstage about. Right. But uh, do, do, do you know what uh, the Superfecta paid out a $1 bet if you if you hit it in the Kentucky what, Derby? What is a Superfecta? It's getting everything right in order? Top four. Oh, top four in order. Everything right in order is like impossible. But $1, top four, $1 uh, bet. Uh, I would say a million. <laughs> well, you're shitting on my point, but it's 75000 75000 Oh, that's nothing. Come, what do you mean? That's nothing. Think about like the, you, there's not a team you can bet on, like the worst uh, football team or something. Like what are the was, what it, are was the it a really unlikely quartet that won? Is that why that made the top four? Is that why it was like a lot of low yeah, odds? Yeah. Pretty unlikely, yeah. yeah. Yes, the favorite one, but then very, very unlikely uh, others. Yeah, stuff the math gets when you go four deep. The math starts getting pretty, pretty crazy. Yeah, seventy-five thousand to one. Anyway, I thought that was pretty crazy, but then yeah. you said millions. So, no such, uh, what, what's the exact of the top three? Um, trifecta. Yeah, yeah. Trifecta's three. Exacta's just top two. Top two. Oh, that's it. Yeah. There's no bet that you could pick every every horse in the exact order that they finish. 
<laughs> top twenty? Yeah, I don't. I don't think that that's like, that's that. like one in a, a trillion. So that you, there's no amount that would be worth. Yeah, I, I don't think that exists, but that that would be great. Um, anyway, so okay, moving on. I see. So Canelo won twelve rounds to zero. Did you see that? I heard about it, but I've seen that guy Chavez Jr. fight before, and he's a he's a fraud. Fraud. Yeah, it he's was never been good. Why, why were they even hyping up that fight at all? Man, I read some stories. I I wasted seventy dollars of my hard earned money. Um, yeah, it was it was a joke. But the uh, silver lining is he's now facing Triple G September sixteenth in what will be the most hyped boxing match in the past decade. So at least that's happening. But yeah, it was awful. Sasha's trying to cuddle up with me right now, so it's like really hard to uh, hold on a sec. Do you want to just say hi real quick? Hi. Hi, Sasha. How's it going? Good. How old are you now, Sasha? Five. You're five. Yeah, my daughter's four. Oh, yeah, you guys could be friends. Chloe is his daughter. All right. Well, I actually was going to bring up something about Heather right now. My next one, my next, uh, my thing I was going to throw at you. Well, Sash, you, this is your debut on the podcast, but you got to go night night now. Um, I can do stuff. Well, yeah. Uh, okay. okay. All right. Bye. Bye, Sasha. Bye. All right. It's, I, I've learned. I've learned. It's just better to face it head on rather than to try to pretend it's not happening. Sure, sure. We can, so we I, can... got a buddy, I got a buddy who's in a, um, a, a tennis ladder tournament in, in Los Angeles. You know what that, what that is? Like no. ladder. Like uh, you just move up every time you win and, and you move down, obviously. Heather knows and, what it is. What? She said she knows what it is. Okay, all right. So, so he's um, – I mean I, I don't really want to go too far here, but he's kind of a misogynist. Uh-huh. And uh, everyone uh, kept telling him uh, that uh, after he beat them that you're good, but not as good as this female right. who, who apparently is like a phenom. And, right. and I looked her up and she's like this uh, uh, blah, blah, blah. I will try to hurry up. But for the past probably 18 months, she's the this girl is uh, not only undefeated on this ladder, but never lost more than two games in a set. And um, and, and my buddy can't can't face her because he started too late so so anyway his opponent canceled and then he got food poisoning himself and he lo- and he left his first he's like oh the first day i didn't i didn't go to work he excuses came out right long story short they faced each other last night and his brother put it on facebook live and it was so funny because he he called it the most important sporting event of his life and she's a 14 year old by the way 14 okay. years old, yeah. eighth grade, and uh, like I said, this phenom was supposedly going to be this big tennis star. He beat her seven five six three, and um, and uh, yeah, that was pretty funny. And I, I want to, I kind of want to just lead this into to you speaking about Heather, how great of a tennis player she was. Oh, she would not like that at all. She would really not like that to end up on the podcast. But I'll tell you briefly. But I don't, I don't really understand your story, like. Why was a 14-year-old girl in the same ladder pool as your friend, who's an adult, I presume? Because she, like I said, undefeated and never lost more than two games. why is she playing 14-year-old tournaments, girl tournaments that... Well, I'm sure she's doing that as well, but... She just entered this random thing that a lot of adults enter also? Yes, and it's been, like I said, about a little bit more than a year. That's so weird. That's just so bizarre. 
and everyone telling my friend that you know, yeah, you're good, but you're you're you know, you're so your not. friend is pretty good then. But I mean, he beat a 14 year old girl. I mean, right? Let's face it. <laughs> right, right, right. Yeah. Not, I'm, not, sure, I'm sure she's good. Like my my niece is, she's pretty good. She's like 11. You know, she could probably beat me. Like I'm not especially good, but I know they get good. By 14, they're really good. But still, come on, if you're a grown man. <laughs> yes, I hear you. That's that's why he was like, going. I crazy. suck. Like she would destroy me, but I'm saying like a grown man that's like pretty good should beat a 14 year old girl. Sure, sure, and he is pretty good. He is yeah. not lost either on this ladder pool e- either ever. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, why? I just don't understand why he's playing that ladder. It doesn't make any sense. Oh, but anyway, yeah, Heather. She uh, she was really good. She was like the number one or two player on Stanford. She. Won a lot of matches there. She, I think she was undefeated one year. She was like, I want to say Pac-10 Athlete of the Year or something like that. She was really good. She went pro briefly for like six months or eight months, but didn't do very well and just wasn't into all the solo traveling, so she gave it up. But she's good. It was actually her mom that's like the – her mom made like the set, the quarters in Wimbledon. Wow, so, the quarters? Yeah, the quarters. And, but it was like in the 60s. It was like a different deal then. Yeah, that's pretty legit, though. That's pretty. Yeah, uh, yeah, sorry, I mean, yeah. embarrass Heather, but I mean, no, I mean, that's she's. I I wanted to give you a platform to to. to yeah, but she doesn't know, like that. She'd be. I'm gonna. She's gonna be like, take that out, delete that. No, no, no. She she doesn't, she's very. Doesn't believe in that. But anyway, we'll okay. see. We'll we'll do some editing for this thing. So, uh, what else you got? All right. Uh, next thing I was just gonna say that I'm dominating you in Yahoo Friends and Family. If, if by dominating you mean you're ahead by like a couple points, okay. Yeah, I, I know it's like the highlight of your year, but yeah, it's uh, it is what it is. I just made a trade with Jeff. I think it's going to turn my season around. Yeah, go ahead and say it. Jeff's, you know, Jeff is reasonable. He's not like you. He's not such a coward that like won't trade. <laughs> okay. He, he uh, I can't really offer you a trade in that league because you know, there's such a big bet. It's like you're almost like off limits. But you know, maybe if we disagreed on a player, we could make a trade. It would be like adding a bet to our bet. But right. So I offered him uh, Kipnis, Dylan Bundy, and Max Kepler for Dustin Pedroia and Carlos Gonzalez. And I picked J.J. Hoover because we just have a joke about uh, you don't want to party with J.J. Hoover. And he countered. He didn't want Kipnis. He wanted Cesar Hernandez. And Cesar Hernandez is killing it, but I have Cesar Hernandez in like five leagues. So I was like, including the main event. So I was like, oh, you want him instead of Kipnis? Fine. That, that's fine. So I said yes. And we did the deal. And I, what in that league, I don't. I just want to have batting average. You never want to be chasing batting average because it's just impossible once you get stuck in batting average ever to catch up. It's just it's the hardest category to move up in. So I just thought Pedroia could hit like 290, 300 in cargos. I know he's been bad so far, but in cores, his floor is a pretty high average. So I think like between the two of them, um, that's gonna that's gonna put me at you know the top two or three teams in average. I thought you definitely won that trade. I think I was extra nice on the radio this morning. Uh, but I, yeah, I thought you. I thought you really kind of, kind of, kind of definitely won that trade. So really interesting because you know, I mean, uh, Cesar Hernandez is like stealing bases. He's got four home runs. He's hit. I mean, I know his bat like four hundred something, but you know, maybe he hit two ninety last year. Yeah, maybe Bunny's the real deal, but um, I don't know. I mean, you got Pedroia and Cargo is going to bounce back. I don't know. That that's that. Uh, just the eye test to me. That seemed like you you clearly won won it, but we'll see. We'll see. We'll see what happens. Uh, yep. You needed to. You needed to have uh, a rip off. To, to... <laughs> well, I, I ripped off Zinke, but now it's not looking as good. I mean, it's good because Bumgarner's out for so long, but and right. I have Kershaw, but I, Jansen is like killing it, and 
Kipnis has actually hurt my team so far, and uh, Sean Kelly was closing, but now he's on the DL, and he got he's, he got Josh Harrison, who was hitting pretty well. But yeah, now the trading has been good for me. I can't deny it. Uh, the guy who's killing me is Chris Davis with a C. I mean, I just need right. him. He's got like eight RBIs, and I have him in a few leagues. And I thought it might have been because he's off the he's like Adderall's not allowed. He's on a different right, ADD right. medication. But apparently, I just found out that he's been on that since 2015, the new medication. So sometimes people like they'll have a condition and they'll switch medications. Ostensibly, it's the same medication, but it's not. Like the different brand screws them up. Like it, they don't like it as much. But with him, I don't think that's the case because he had a really good year in 2015. So I'm not sure why he's slumping so much, but I am hoping that he goes on one of his home run tears. All right. So my next thing I want to bring up to you is uh, we, uh, I, I definitely want to ask you about this. We, um, we talked trash about me going to a bachelor party in Reno, and one of your friends heard this and uh, was upset about it. Yeah, I'm on her shit list, I guess. She told Heather because I totally forgot. Like, um, we have like one, we're really friends with like one American couple out here and they're really cool. There, there's one guy, he works for like, you know, the state department and then his wife and th their kids go to Sasha's school and we become friends with them. And when we see them, we like go out and drink and have a good time and it's fun. And Emily, the wife, she said, yeah, I listen to a lot of podcasts. She was talking about this podcast she listens to and she's into sports. I was like, oh, you should listen to, to my podcast. You might be bored, but you might find it interesting. So she actually did. But I had totally forgotten. She's from Reno. And I totally forgot that you totally shit on Reno on our last podcast. So if you want to apologize for how you spoke about Reno, you, you, here's your opportunity. Okay, I do want to apologize. Biggest little city in the world. I actually like Reno. Louis Bass Corner, fantastic restaurant. Uh, the Pepper Mill is actually a good hotel. It has better TVs and, and, and good accommodations, more so than most of Las Vegas. You would laugh. I actually called my dad as a hookup there. He he bets there often, and um, I uh, I ended up spending the night with one friend of mine. It, it turned into like a honeymoon suite that had this uh, jacuzzi in the room with a with a mirror on the ceiling <laughs> that was right in the middle of the room, which with one with one bed, which wasn't the greatest accommodations for me Listen, and another man. This isn't that but, kind of podcast, dude. I, I don't know where you're going with the story, but honestly. Yeah, well, that that was. And secondly, uh, I, why are you apologizing? You barely said anything. I'm the one who threw, who threw Reno under the bus. Yeah, you Reno's talent. You were so e easily. You were so easily. I live in California. It's a three-hour drive. You know, you can bet, and then you know, Reno's great. So yeah, this is all on you. Agreed, totally. But uh, Louis Bass Corner and the Pepper Mill, good places to stay. And uh, yeah, yeah, totally on you, list for sure. It's just so funny how you profusely apologize because you did. You were shitting on it too, actually. Uh, I, I have it on tape. I actually haven't been to Reno since 1990, so um, <laughs> <laughs> I really have no idea what it's like. And when I was there in 1990, I was like going with a fake ID, and you know, I was 19, and I was it was not, you know, it wasn't that pleasant. Sure, sure. All right, okay. Reno, uh, actually, uh, I, I do apologize because it actually is it, it is a you pretty are such a coward. <laughs> Double down, never apologize. Okay, well. I, well, uh, I will say that I did a passenger 57 rule on the way out and, and hit. So. Oh, you did? How much? Uh, 150. Uh, 150. Yeah, yeah, that's degenerate. That's just totally degenerate. <laughs> yeah. Well, I've never denied as such. Okay, so you see that Josh Gordon was denied reinstatement? Yeah, it's just sad, man. It's like he's not like beating up women. He's not committing any violent crime. He's, he's just a dude who like – he's just basically 
black Matt Harvey. You know, <laughs> that's all he really is. <laughs> and it's like, but for some reason, they they just can't just let him play football. There's so many sociopaths, both in the NFL front offices, the ownership suites, the commissioner's office. You know, between the lines, there's players who are sociopaths. But, like, Josh Gordon doesn't seem like a sociopath. He seems just like some dude who kind of has some partying habits. Maybe he has some addiction issues, but so what? Causing any trouble for anyone else? Let him play. If he, if he can make the team, let him play. Yeah, I mean, I guess this is, this is a lesser extent, but what what about the fact that it, it kind of seems like Colin Kaepernick is not going to play in the NFL? Like, what, what, like that's crazy, right? Well, you speak out. You have a right to, but the NFL doesn't like it. The, you know, they don't like it. They don't, they're, they're corporate advertisers. They're, they're billionaire buddies. They don't like it. They don't want people being socially conscious of what's going on. You know, they don't want the awareness that Kaepernick's bringing to it. They don't want the whole league full of players to start protesting social issues and pissing off their white advertisers and the money and the dollars. They don't want that to happen. It shouldn't piss people off. People should be with Kaepernick. He's doing everybody a service. This isn't good for any. What's going down in those situations is not good for anybody. So he's yep. doing the right thing, but there, it's pay, he's paying a price. Boy, I guess so. He's paying the price. I mean, he played in this. He nearly came back from the biggest Super Bowl deficit. Oh, well, I guess the last one was pretty big too. But um, I mean, just played in back-to-back NFC championships, and now can't even well, have I a mean, back. He hasn't been great. I mean, he had a decent year last year, and, and it was actually really good considering what was around him. But there's, I read a case why, like you know, GMs don't think he's that good, and blah blah blah. But it's preposterous that he doesn't have a backup job at least, right? That like someone didn't give yeah, him a contract. Right. There's so many terrible. Look at the Steelers with Ben Roethlisberger, like on his last legs, can't play on the road, you know, almost retired. They have a loaded offense besides him. I mean, they've got Landry Jones as their backup. Why aren't they not signing Kaepernick? Like, no matter how, whatever you think of Kaepernick, he should at least get an offer. He could turn it down and be like, no, I played well enough to start. But the fact that he's not even getting an offer, it, it doesn't seem coincidental. No, it's crazy. No, they're showing him. It's it's crazy. Here's a guy who not only, I mean, even personally, I told this story, but in a golf tournament, you know, he FaceTimed my daughter and he's a good guy. And like, obviously his, his, what he's trying to do was a good thing. I don't care what side of the line you stand on, but very What side is there? What side is there? Yeah, There's what is like, the other side, right? Wait, what what, is what's the other, the other side? One side is, listen, this is totally unacceptable. These cops are shooting unarmed black people and what's the other side of that yeah exactly what's the no, other side that, of that there's the other side there, is that's there, okay we were, oh is. you know you win some you lose some you know oh there's it's just gonna happen like that's what's the other side of that how is that possibly acceptable to anybody yeah no it, it, it it's a joke exactly for sure um on to more important things i heard you have a toothache okay so i've had a terrible toothache and you know what a toothache i don't know if you've had a bad toothache but it's just the worst type of pain. And it was like on a Saturday, so I had to wait till Monday. I finally got to the dentist. He texted it out, and he's like, yeah, I think you need a root canal. Yeah. And I'm like, I, don't, I won't do a root canal because, well, I won't say I definitely won't. But when you do a root canal, they basically dig out the root and the pulp, and they mummify it. They dig out, like, the living tissue, and they mummify it, and they seal it. And what ends up happening is so it's sealed. You've got your tooth, you know, still in the jawbone, and you can chew, and it's still there. 
but it's dead in there, right? So you've got the sort of like dead gangrene, you know, it's like if you if your arm died and you lost like circulation, you get gangrene and they would chop right. your hand off because otherwise it would spread and kill you. So what happens is you have this sort of gangrenous body part in your tooth, but it's sealed. But the thing is like they don't, they can't like get all the bacteria out when they clean it because there's like literally miles of tubules inside, microscopic tubules inside each tooth and they can't get it all out. And they can't get all the bacteria out and they can't um, seal it perfectly. So what happens is over time, that bacteria, it's starved of oxygen. It's anaerobic bacteria. It proliferates, it multiplies, it adapts, and it becomes incredibly, incredibly toxic. It, it, it's some of the nastiest, most pathogenic bacteria starts to, to, starts to percolate in there. And because it's imperfectly sealed, it starts to leak. And it starts to leak into your bloodstream. And if your immune system is really strong, you can probably deal with it and sort of have root canals and live your life and not really notice, though, you are more taxed because you're, you're fighting this, you know, this battle all the time. But as soon as your immune system gets weaker through age or illness or whatever, you know, then suddenly, wait, well, how did I get cancer? How did I get this other horrible degenerative disease? How did I get this autoimmune disease? I, you know, you read about root canals, you, you Google it, there's a lot of bad stuff. And anything like in medicine that won't kill you right away, like they'll do it and, and they'll be like, okay, go home and you'll feel fine that day and that week and that month and that year. Um, that, you know, they'll do that to you because there's like, it's so hard to trace it back when it's stuff that's like long term. But if you, if you Google it and read the literature and read the research on it and read the studies on it, it's, you, you won't want to get a root canal. So then the other option is have the tooth yanked out. But that's also problematic because you need to like have stimulation for that bone. Otherwise it atrophies. Luckily it's my last molar so the teeth won't move. But then you got to get an implant. An implant's not great you know, surgically drilling into your jawbone, this fake material. There's reasons for that. But, and it's also expensive and it's a real, I have one already. It's like, it's hell. So, you know, it's just, it's just a bad deal all around. So I'm been like eating zero sugar the last four days whatsoever, no fruit, nothing. And taking all these like supplements and herbs and shit. And I'm just trying to beat this thing. Even though the dentist said, and I had an appointment Wednesday with the root canal guy was super nice he like answered all my questions he was very open to what i was saying and i was like listen can you take an x-ray he took an x-ray there's no infection yet he's like your face could swell up any day you could be in the horrible pain he's like but for now there's really you know i would do it if i were you but you, you it might not bother you that much for a month or whatever so i'm just dealing with this pain taking ibuprofen and trying to kill it with like garlic and herbs and shit and i don't know if i'm going to succeed most dentists would say I, I have a 0% chance of succeeding. Yeah, it makes sense. Uh, there was an old Wayne's World joke uh, where Garth, uh, they, they made it equivalent to watching a Kenny G concert uh, live to a root canal. canal. Uh, yes. Yeah, and, and, I don't care about the pain of it. I don't give a shit about that. That's fine. I mean, I, I can deal with any sort of short-term thing. I, don't, I just don't want to get some degenerative disease 15 years from now because sure, sure. And, and like that shit's real. Like it, I may be paranoid. Some people can have a root canal their whole life and, and that bacteria will never leak out or their immune system will deal with it. But it is some, if you start like going down the rabbit hole, you know, Google that shit and read about it. It is it is not a pretty picture. Gotcha. All right. I'm going to say one thing and then I'm going to throw one uh, political thing at you to finish this off. Uh, OK, so better call Saul. The Leftovers and Fargo are the three best TV shows I've seen in a long time that are currently airing, and everyone should be watching them, especially Better Call Saul. I can't. I don't have access. I mean, Better Call Saul, a prequel to, to uh, no, Breaking Bad. No, I've seen Bad. two. I saw the first two seasons. I loved it. I thought it was 
Somebody said Better Call Saul th- through two seasons was better than Breaking Bad at the same point. It I is. Agree. It is. It is. And, and the, the hurdles to, to, to have that be better is so difficult. But yes, agreed. I've heard the Americans this season is great. I haven't been able to see yeah. that either. Yeah, the Americans really, really good too. Uh, the Leftovers and Fargo. The, I will say all those. Uh, I'm right. a big TV guy, and and uh, and all those are must watches. Um, now I'm going to throw this to you to finish uh, right. the podcast. Uh, the James Comey firing. We we were asked to address this on Twitter. Yeah. Um, so it seems like the consensus from what I'm reading is that people think Comey was investigating Trump, had some sort of smoking gun on him, and was about to reveal it or about to find it or something, and then Trump got worried uh, and fired him and said, you know, oh, he's going to get me. I better fire him, right? That not that what it seems to be that people think? Sure, that, yeah, yes. Okay. That, that, but I, does I that say, make uh, really any sense? I mean, think about it. Let's say the like, director of the FBI is about to nab you. Right. If you fire him, exactly what do you think is going to happen? Exactly what is happening, right? Which is that everyone's going to be like, he did what? There must be some dirt on him. It's just going to make it more suspicious. Secondly, Firing Comey doesn't make the evidence go away if he had evidence. It doesn't make him unable to be a whistleblower. It doesn't make his colleagues with whom he was working unable to hand over the evidence themselves. I don't really see how firing Comey, if if that were the motive, that would be kind of bizarre. All it does is draw attention to the fact that you're guilty. So I just think that's an implausible. It's not impossible that Comey had the goods on him. It's just implausible to me. It seems more likely that Trump just fired him because... He's not loyal to Trump per se. He's just some holdover from before. He seems to go his own way and do whatever he wants. And Trump wants, you know, Trump people in there. I don't think he was scared that he was going to find something so much as, dude, what are you doing? Like, I told you, there's nothing there. He realizes he's not his guy. He would investigate Trump if there were something. He would bring it public. So he fired him, you know? I mean, I'm not defending Trump. Trump's an idiot. But the idea that the reason he fired him is because because he knew Comey had the smoking gun. It just gotcha. seems like a ridiculous... It just, I mean, again, I'm not saying it's impossible. It just seems like an illogical leap to be making. What's your level 1 to 10 uh, as being scared as Trump is our president right now? 7. I mean, <laughs> like, I mean I've, I'd be like 7 with Hillary, 6 with Hillary, you know, 7 with Trump. I mean, again, like I'm just scared because we have a very senseless and belligerent and counterproductive foreign policy that's serving not us why do we keep arming the why were we arming the quote moderate rebels in syria who then were isis we basically armed isis for three years because they wanted to overthrow assad destabilize the whole place have a refugee and terrorism problem now you know it's like that was the obama regime it's like i don't like any i don't i'm nervous about all these why are we doing this we're having major problems trump's only going to make it worse because he's seems just dumb and swayed by you know bad people around him seven seems low really are you more than seven i'm i'm at a nine i think nine would be well i mean it depends what you mean by nine like what is it what nine means you better like get your nuclear shelter started. i mean it's i i you know me i can't i can't get too into this but um, i don't know i mean I'm, I'm pretty worried i mean even even just this net neutrality it's like right. it's, well, it's no, no, no. they're just dismantled they don't care but he's failed at every legislative thing he's tried to pass like, he's failing. Like, he's not adept at this. Like, the immigration stuff failed. Like, people act like, oh, he's, gonna, he's a fascist. He's taken over power. He's, but he hasn't. He hasn't even filled a lot of these posts. Like, an efficient fascist 
would have gotten all his people in all the key posts that are vacant right now and started you know, pushing the levers of government. He's not doing that. He, he almost doesn't have an interest in that. He just has an interest in like doing whatever the hell the dumb idea comes occurs to him. Right, right. <laughs> I mean, I'm not saying that that's like that you should feel good about that, that that's safe. But I mean, I would. That's why I'm seven and not nine. But the right, only right. thing it's like, it's like, oh my God, this is so egregious. It's like, first off, the Democrats wanted Comey to be fired six months ago. So it's weird that they're so aghast that he actually got fired. Two, why can't the president fire the <laughs> the FBI director? You know, right, like right. who cares about like that? He can fire him. Why shouldn't he fire him? It's like, oh my God, democracy is crumbling. Trump fired Comey. It's like, no, that's that's within the chain of command. You're allowed to get your attorney general, who's his boss, to fire him. Right? I don't I don't know what the big deal is. I, I mean, I know because he's under investigation, it's a big deal, but it's not like the investigation is going to go away. In right. fact, if anything, it's going to get just an independent prosecutor. And why are people care about the FBI? The FBI, like, is so tramples on people's rights. It, it it protects the rich. It doesn't investigate the people who are doing the big financial crimes. It, it, the FBI is terrible. So it's just like, I don't know why people are so worked up about it. I gotcha. I gotcha. I hear you. I think I think the real issue with Trump and where they should be looking and why the Democrats are screwing up so much is this Russia thing. I don't think Trump colluded with Russia. It's possible he did, but I don't think they're going to find it because I think would have found it by now if it was there. I just don't think he they personally definitely coll- found it. Right. What? I agree with you. They definitely would have found it by now. They would have found I, it, I, and I just don't think he colluded openly with Russia. I just don't think that happened. Like it's just, you know, maybe they did what they did, but but I don't think he openly colluded with them. And, it, and there's no evidence that's really been hard evidence. It's just circum. Oh, well, his one of the guys in his campaign met with this guy. But like, that's not evidence. That's just innuendo. And so I think the real crime that Trump's done is out in the open. It's like he's got Kushner, who's got these deals with these Israelis and the Saudis and him. And they're like they're doing like real estate deals like while, while he's president. They're like trying to make him money and enrich himself while being president. That is the scandal. That is what he should be kicked out for. And people, it's in plain sight. Everybody sees him doing it. He's meeting with like these like Asian leaders at his Trump hotel. Like those guys are staying at the Trump hotel. It's just crazy. Like how is that possible? He needed to divest himself of all this stuff. And he was like, no, I don't have to do this. That's the scandal. That's the Russia scandal. He's got businesses in Russia. You know, he's compromised because he's trying to make money there. He's trying to make money in Saudi Arabia. He can't be objective. To the extent the Clintons were corrupt because they were doing this foundation and taking money from those places, this is like that times 10. It's just right out in the open. I don't know why they're looking for this crazy collusion conspiracy thing. And the problem is like the Rachel Maddows, the Joe Reeds, these crazy people that are whipping their base up in this frenzy over nothing, something that's going to be proven untrue, they're going to lose all credibility. There's horrible things going on in the country. The healthcare thing is terrible. People are, you know, miserable. Oh, yeah, in the US. yeah, yeah, yeah. You got to go. You got to give it a couple minutes on that. Come on, Liz. You have to. On uh, the health care. On, on the Trump care thing? Yeah. I mean, the, there's nothing to say. I mean, everyone knows what's going on. I mean, it's like the, the Obama was like Mr. Corporate Friendly. Let's do health care in a way that sucks for everybody. But we will help these 24 million people, extra people, but there's still like 30 million uninsured. Or maybe they help 30 and there's 24 million uninsured. But let's make sure the corporations keep all their money. That was Obama's way of doing it, rather than like really doing single payer and cutting the corporations sure. out sure. of the knees. Yeah. Trump is just basically, let's just make it even, let's just take another 24 million people off the rolls and give that money to the billionaires. It's like there's not even a pretend thing. Like Obama at least pretended and did something for some people, even though my health care sucked. It was like 
expensive and huge deductibles. <laughs> and nobody, people are like, oh, yeah, you can have health care. Yeah, with a $6,000 deductible, if you have any problem, like, how the fuck is that helping anybody? It's like with $300 a month just for me or $800 for my family and, and a, and a $6,000 deductible for me, that's not, health, that's not fucking good care compared to anywhere else in the world. And that was, the, that was better than what's going on. Now, this is even worse. But I almost think like the Trump thing is better because people are just going to get so fed up they're going to demand single payer and we'll get it. Right, 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 right. So like Obama was like almost like holding off single payer with his barely horrible but barely tolerable plan. And the Trump thing's so bad, I hope it passes. The only sad thing is that I think in the, for the country it's good, but there's going to be some people who like literally die in the meantime because right. <laughs> while we're waiting for the two or five years it takes for people to be like, fuck this, this is the worst thing ever we're doing single payer uh, and throw all the bums out and all the scumbags that are stealing for everybody, um, there's going to be a lot of people who you know, obviously needed health care and couldn't get it, which is horrible. But like long term for the country, I think it's better that that shit just passes and people just, it just hits the breaking point and they just kick every last one of those pieces of shit out, including, you know, Nancy Pelosi and Dianne Feinstein and these people who don't go for single payer in the Democratic Party. Those are the people who are stopping it. Those are the people who stop Bernie. Those are the people that are stopping the groundswell, which is the most popular policy from happening. The Republicans are just stealing straight out, don't give a shit, never did. But the Democrats, if they just ran on single payer, it would be a, it would be a done deal. You know, they, they would crush in 2018 and they would just pass it. But it's the Democrats that are taking the money also, and they're not, you know. So they got to sweep all those pieces of shit out of office and, uh, and just get it done. What percentage, uh, what odds would you give that Trump is reelected? I would say like 30%. 30%. Yeah, that, I was that might sound that. high, but, but here's the thing. Uh, the Democrats are not helping the people. They are totally out of touch. They fucking lost to Trump. They lost every election. And, and now what are they doing? Are they helping? Are they resisting? No. They're, they're, they're putting all their eggs on a Russia collusion election conspiracy, which very well may prove to be nothing. And if it does prove to be nothing, right. I mean, how, discredited, how much more discredited could the Democrats possibly be? Instead of just focusing on the stuff that's actually important, and totally agree. No, and, totally agree. Totally agree with you. Yes. Who who gives a shit? Yes. Totally I mean, agree with you. It, it matters if he colluded with the four. You know, whatever. It matters. I'm not saying that he should be impeached if he did that. But there's just no hard evidence that he did that. And sure, they should investigate it. They should find out. I'm not. I'm for that. But like, they're just jumping to the conclusion that this is a fact. And if it ends up not being true, which I don't think it is. Again, it's possible it is, but I don't think it is because we would. I think we would have known by now. It's going to be a huge blow to them because that's all they're talking about. And that's all the base is whipped up in. But there's like real people who like are just in hell because even someone like me who's making a good living is feeling totally whipped off. I just don't want to pay the health care. I don't want to pay for any of that shit. It's a terrible deal. Imagine if like you really couldn't afford it. And there's people, there's so many people in that boat. The majority, I would say, is in that boat where it's just too expensive to get health care. To like really just pay for what you need on a regular basis, not think about it. So, man, I think that's why Trump could get reelected because the Democrats are just such piece of shit losers. And if they run another loser, piece of shit, centrist, corporatist candidate, that person will lose. All right, man. Good stuff. We said we're going to go 20 minutes, went nearly 50. So, um, too long already. All right, all right man. Too long didn't read. <laughs> too long didn't read. No, I thought it was good stuff. All right, all man. Right. Take it all easy, right. Don. Time for this. Good time, right.